You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beer and Howard Griffin. Right, welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Getting close to that holiday, Howard, where, you know what, we all get to sit back and relax and and we get to watch a lot of bowl games that, like typical bowl games, man, they, they've been very, very interesting. But I, but I do want to say this. Looking at the bigger picture, and we kind of touched upon this earlier, I, I got to wonder, we got 42 bowl games. How are, are we coming to the end of, of bowl games? Because I'm, I'm really trying to see what the significance is because top players are opting out. I mean, B. John Robinson from Texas is just the latest kid to say, I'm going to the pros. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to play in this game. Are, are, are we coming to the end? Or I guess what, what's the next step for college football? Because, look, growing up as a kid, New Year's Day was a holiday. You just sat there. And, I mean, at the time you were young, these college players looked like Greek gods to you. Like, oh, my God, look at these players. But now New Year's Day kind of lost its luster. And now the bowl games kind of seem like they're losing their luster. Yeah, I think to be fair, I mean, some of the bowl games, they absolutely are uh, losing some of that shine. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, the January 1st bowls. You, you're absolutely right because, you know, I remember as a player, you know, we wanted to make sure we win that January 1st bowl. We didn't want to be at home for Christmas. We wanted to be with our teammates because if we were home for Christmas, we weren't playing in a really good bowl game. So, you know, it, it has a lot of significance. And I'd say the other thing. I mean, these bowl games uh, traditionally have, have given a lot back to the to communities. Um, and, and that's part of the thing that, that really hurts the bowl games is they don't have that that ability to give back. So I'm hoping that they can keep them around and, um, you know, try to, try to make them as significant as possible. But what happens, as you mentioned, when, when you know, the A-list celebrity star, star players are not out there, you know, it's, it's a difficult game. But I think it's still special. I, I think the schools uh, and the teams that are having that opportunity to participate are still going to enjoy it because they still have those practices that are there where they can go and continue to evaluate not only this year's team, but, you know, some of the young talent moving into the future. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess the practices are beneficial for a lot of the younger players. But, yeah, I mean, when you see it, I mean, especially in, in the uh, bowl games being played now, there's no fans there. So you got to wonder, are the cities still benefiting from this? I mean, 
could we just reduce them and go for maybe 42 bowl games to maybe even if you cut it down to 30 so that a seven and five record gets you in instead of a six and six record. I, I mean, I, I don't know. And then the other thing, man, is like you see these sponsors. I guess what's the cost benefit ratio to the sponsors? Because yeah, you get your name on a bowl, but if nobody's there and nobody's watching, was it worth it? Yeah, I think that's the part that has to be answered. You know, the sponsors are ultimately the ones uh, that are going to have, I think, probably the final say. Because if a bowl committee can't get that title sponsor to sign on, and, and that title sponsor does no longer see the benefit of having their name associated with a bowl. You know, it becomes much more difficult. But, you know, until that happens, I think that's maybe when you start to see some bowls go away. But And we have. But I think the, the, the challenge becomes those bowls that put them on, they don't really want to go away. So they're working just as hard as, as some of the institutions are to get there to, to keep their place uh, in the bowl scenario and the bowl situation. So I know it's difficult for them as well. But not being familiar with their business model, uh, as far as the bowl side of it is, is concerned, uh, it's really a tough call. But you really want to see the best games you possibly can be. There's nothing worse, really, than watching a game and there's no one in the stands. Uh, it's tough for directors because they're trying to cut around and show different things. And ultimately, you got an empty stadium. Right. I mean, I, I feel bad for whoever has to direct the Bahamas Bowl because it's like, you know what? Just stay on the field. Because it's almost like you see straight dogs in the background. Like, there is nobody out there. But you're right. The one thing that I will say is every time I think that maybe the Bulls have run its court, you see a performance like Frank Gore Jr. Mm -hmm. How how is this kid still at at Southern Miss? How has he not hopped in the portal and somebody snapped him up? I got to think, if he hopped in the portal right here, right now, within five minutes, Every school in the nation would want this kid, including this Miami, where his father went. Is he just an anomaly, Howard? Because in in this day and age of transfer portal and moving around, how is Frank Gore Jr. still at Southern Miss? Well, I think that's a conversation you know the family had. They're trying to figure it out, right? And clearly, there's there's still a fit, and he enjoys the experience. Who knows what the future? you know, whole form when, when you talk about having those type of performances, because the reality is this, if, if you're playing in some of these uh, lower level programs, I mean, these guys are getting snatched up left and right. You're seeing particularly offensive linemen uh, that are two-year starters, three-year starters going into the portal uh, and all of a sudden, you know, going to some big time programs because there's an immediate need and you already have the data and, and the film that shows that you can play at this level. So, you know, you, you never say never, but uh, this thing is going to be fluid. And as we talked in, in previous shows, right now, if you're a head coach and, and you're coming into, you know, this is going to be your first year as a head coach. I mean, between the portal, between people opting in and out early signing period, trying to solidify a staff, there's so much that's on the table right now for a first time head, uh, for a head coach period, let alone a first time head coach. You know, there are a lot of challenges out there, and you really have to be organized and dialed into what you want to do. I mean, how do you, if you're a head coach, man, I, I just got to think that the way this goes, when you're recruiting, you're used to, you know, you're only going to land about five to 10% of the recruits that you go after. But, Howard, 
we've reached a stage now where, man, if you're a head coach, I don't know how you don't go home and just start drinking heavily at the end of the day. I mean, because you can have a guy that's committed to you and been committed to you for over a year that you think, okay, you know what? I got my QB. I don't have to worry. And then three days before signing day, you get the phone message, hey, coach, I love you, but I'm moving on someplace else. I, I, I mean, if how do you do this? Like, Howard, what was it like? Let's go back to it. You go to Illinois. What was your recruitment like? And compare that to how recruitment is today. Well, you know, even though I walked on at, at Illinois, I was still recruited. Just they didn't have a scholarship for me, but there were other schools that recruited me. But it, I mean, you'd go there, you know, you'd spend your, you know, 48 hours on campus hanging out with, with the players. Uh, you know, we didn't have all the videos and edits and things like that that were being made, but it was really those official visits were opportunities for you to really connect with the team. You, yeah, you spent some time with the coaches, but most of the time you spent was, you know, with, you know, the players on the team to get a feel for, you know, what your experience was going to be like. And sure, 48 hours doesn't tell the, doesn't tell you the whole story, but that's the way it was. And and now, you know, these these young people now are having the opportunity to compete with uh, a long side by side on some of these seven on seven teams as early as five, six, seven, eight, you know, eighth grade, whatever. And, you know, they develop bonds, not just in their own neighborhood or their own seven on seven team. It's from coast to coast, because as you see now, I mean, you can go play in a tournament you know, in Southern California, one weekend, the next week you're in Vegas, the next week you're in South Florida, and you get an opportunity to see all the best players. So the, and with social media now, the reach is just so much, so much larger. I watched it with my own son. I mean, he has buddies on all these teams. I'm like, well, where'd you meet him? Seven on seven team, seven on seven competition, this, this, you know, this outfitting, that outfitting. So it's been crazy, but that's where it is right now. This is where college athletics, it's just not football, it's college athletics, period. And, and what we're seeing now, and, and I know we've talked about this before, but this NIL, I mean, it's it's great for the kids. It's great for the young people. I love it for them. But not having something that is uniform, coast to coast, uh, is a huge mistake. And, and we're starting to see it play out a little bit where players – are being offered more money. P players are asking for upfront cash. Right. Uh, Signing bonus. Yeah. This it's this is where it is right now, and you know it's really un, unregulated. And I'm gonna tell you who it's gonna have to be up to. It, it ultimately is gonna come down to the coaches are gonna have to say, hey, this is what we want. This is what we want to do. It can't just be a few. They all gonna have to come together as a collective and try to get this done because right now it is truly the wild, wild west and it's been that way, but it's only going to get worse. But see, here's the thing. That sounds great, but I, I guess, can you have the, uh, the gentleman's agreement, the unwritten rule? We won't do this because if all of a sudden, man, there's that one kid, I, I see this fullback named Howard and I really want him on my team. And I know I promise, but I got to have him. I yeah. got to think that 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 rule kind of goes away because, I mean, signing day, the first one is going to be on, on the 21st tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got to think that most staffs really don't even know who they really have in the fold until that 
until the facts or whatever it does now, the email or whatever comes across. And then you can sit back and be like, okay, whew, he's part of our class. He did not leave and go someplace else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a part of that that's very true. But the other side of that is you're still trying to sit there and hold scholarships. Is someone jumping in the portal? Do you need them to jump in the portal? They're not going to help your team next year. How many scholarships do you hold back? For potential players that are out there when you know you have a need, say a left tackle, uh, a wide receiver and cornerback. Now all of a sudden coaches have to sit there and 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 try to try to also massage that side of it. So I think what you're gonna see is, is you're gonna see guys that, you know, there's a quarterback or a left tackle that that bolts, right? And this, here's a real example. I think it's Proctor, uh, the tackle from Iowa that yeah. committed the highest rated player. Uh, you know, yeah, they the, over a year, right? Yeah, it's been committed to them for a long time. Now there's you know a lot of speculation that he's going to be headed down to Alabama. Well, if I'm Iowa, I don't know this for sure, but if I'm Iowa, I'm not going back to the high school ranks. I'm going to the transfer portal to find that player that I need to try to to uh, help that need out at that position. And I think that's what you're going to start to see. It used to be that time. Well, okay, you'll come in and you come in and go after a kid late. That's still going to be stories about that. It will be, but I think you're going to see more more guys make make more moves once the signing date has ended because now they're going to go after I think the the portal kids that that there there's already uh, you know tape on them, the film on them. They know whether or not they fit the system, and the reality is it's probably less risk, and you probably have a better hit. Uh, ratio on those players in the portal than you will with your own signing class. That's very true. I mean, I, I, I got to look at it now as, man, if, if you're a coach, I don't know how you do the bowl practices. I mean, like you, you look at like the Jim Harbaugh's and the Ryan Day in the Big Ten. You got two important games coming up, but you still got to take the time to solidify your recruiting class. You still got to make some last-ditch phone calls and visits to make sure everybody's happy and everybody's there. Howard, is, is it simply maybe – I know we moved the two signing day periods, one to kind of keep people from poaching other people's recruits. Should we maybe just move this to, like, August 1st so that you have the whole summer and then you could at least take a deep breath, play your season, play your bowl game, and then have the second one in February still giving you over a month to kind of play catch up and fill up the rest of your class because the way it's going now, I mean, look, these coaches get paid a lot of money, but I I just feel sorry for them because when do you get time to actually coach your team, especially if you're playing in a big bowl game? Yeah. And it's part of the process, right? I mean, you will look at the big 10 conference, you know, you look at Luke fickle, you look at uh, coach rule over in Nebraska, they at least had an opportunity to get a head start. Then you look at Ryan Walters at Purdue, who just hopped on the job last week, right? I mean, how fast does he need to be able to move? Not only that, but he already has people that are committed to him. Are they sure they are? Is he sure that they even fit the system? And, then, you know, the coaches that were had agreed to contracts and come on earlier, uh, they still have that same issue. But now Ryan just being hired, you know, everything, he's trying to put a staff together. He's trying to figure out, you know, whether or not these young people fit in the right. state. I mean, I think he's had a bunch of kids who decommitted. Who yeah. Were, who were like, you know, I was actually playing for Coach Bloom. 
Yeah. Now I don't know if I want to play for you. So right, it's just like it's it's just just a head scratcher because I'm because my my solution was this, and, and I've never understood why it never happened. But maybe you do your, your commitment is is one of two avenues. If a kid commits, and you know what, son, you now have twenty four hours. And within that 24 hours, if you want, you can sign the paperwork, you're done, you're committed, you're locked into that school. Or if you don't want to do that, it's kind of how the commitments are now. That's a placeholder. It's not guaranteed because you can still look around. And if that's the case, we can still look around. But at least you can kind of separate the wheat from the chaff and know that, okay, these 12 players, they're serious about coming to my school. These other eight players, well, they're out there trying to play the game. But at least I know. These guys are locked up and, you know, I don't have to worry about somebody like Proctor at, at Iowa coming in. I mean, to be committed to a school for over a year and then now you're gone. I mean, you got to be frustrated. I got to feel like it's just a whole bunch of just flipping papers up in the air. Like what the hell just happened here? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a way that you could go that when a kid commits, look, we're going to give you the option. If you want, you got 24 hours, think it over. If you're really serious, you can sign the paperwork. If not, you can still do this, but your spot's not guaranteed to you. Yeah, and, and this is something that, that that I don't I don't disagree with. The opportunity if a if a player is ready to commit, go commit, go sign the paperwork and, and get it out the way. But what's interesting, I think for the masses, you know, these young people are staying committed to who they wanted. Uh, in the beginning, but the other side of it is this too, right? So now all of a sudden you have players who are committing, you know, headed into their senior year because they don't really want to be bothered with the recruiting process. And all of a sudden, you know, they were a late bloomer. And all of a sudden they go from being a two and a half star, three star, mid-major type player. And all of a sudden now, you know, he or she is just blown up and, he or she committed to that school early and all of a sudden a year later, and we've, we've all seen it happen. Guys go from no offers to a ton of offers at the end of the senior year. I mean, yeah, that, that was Jaden Reed. Yeah. That was Jaden Reed. He went to, he was from Florida. He went to uh, Western Michigan and mm-hmm. became like the, the rookie of the freshman of the year in the, in the Mac. It was like, you know what? Western. Thank you. I'm going to move down the road to East Lansing and go play for them. Look, Howard, I know my system still has bugs in it, okay? They all got bugs in them. That's the problem. <laughs> you haven't been able to get, get it necessarily right, but they've got to, something has to happen. And I think right now, what's going to force something to happen is just how crazy this NIL stuff is right now. I mean, it's. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's really out there and there's really no regulation. And I still think until the coaches, you know, demand this stuff to happen from, you know, from their legislators, um, you know, it's going to continue to be a problem. We, we don't have uh, a quote unquote uh, football czar or college athletic czar out there and nothing's really getting done. So, you know, it's it's a tough situation, but you know they've got to figure it out, and that's why look, at the end of the day, listen, these head coaches, for the most part, are, are paid millions and millions of dollars. A lot of them are. I'm sure there. I also know that there are some that aren't making a million dollars. That's that's clear, but they're making a lot of money to to do what they're doing, and um, that's part of the deal. I mean, you're going to be compensated. You're well compensated. You got to go to work. You got to you got to hustle. You got to hunt. That's what it is when you're getting those types of when you get those types of salaries. Yeah, I mean it. It is look. I, it's, it is not an envious job, but yeah, I, I just look at all the movements that just happened from like the last seven days, and with signing day coming tomorrow, it's, it's just going to be interesting, man. I mean, you know what what's going to be like for you guys? You guys doing the signing day special on the set again? Yeah, we'll be on the set, but you know, you know, we've been sitting there talking like. What was crazy is the signing day deal is good, but I mean, you could literally do a show on the portal. I mean, you I, could I really do a show later on the portal. You Just, need to do a, a portal. I think you guys need to do a portal show because that's where it's going. It, that, it, that's where it's going. This, this signing day is going to be out of the way, and most of the kids are going to be signed. And then the focus is going to shift. Okay, we weren't able to get this person. Let's go in the portal. So now the players in the portal it used to be a time. Well, at least here in the Chicago area, kids are over-recruited. Now you're going to see people in the portal be over-recruited because players now, I mean, it's free agency. It, Call is. What it, is. it really is free agency. And God forbid the player you know, has, a, has experience and is a good player. Now all of a sudden, it really is free agency as far as the highest bidder that has the opportunity to come in and uh, get that young person's services. Now, I, I'm with you because, yeah, I mean, you're just looking at it Every day, and the thing that's funny about the portal is because you got the scholarship limit. It's like, okay, do you go all in on this kid? Because guess what happens to tomorrow? I didn't know this kid was jumping in the portal, or we wouldn't have took this kid. But now stuck with it. It's like, but if you wait too late and nobody else jumps in, well, now you missed out on that wide receiver, or you missed out on that safety that you wanted. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, it, it, the portal is funny. Because it, it, I think it does help. I, I think it's kind of leveling the the the, uh, the balance of power, where it's not a clear cut of the haves and the have nots. You you look at this college football season, where I mean, if there was ever a perfect time for the twelve team playoff, it was this year. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 Howard, I can make a case for six teams that can win the whole thing. Yeah, I, and I do think that the portal is doing that because teams like Alabama 
don't have the depth that they used to have where you you would have, you know, Devontae Smith sitting behind Jerry Judy, sitting behind Henry Ruff, sitting behind all of these top wide receivers and waiting his turn. You would see it mm-hmm. at Ohio State where Chase Young is sitting behind the Bosa brothers and I'll just wait. Where now it's like, you know what? I could just go up the road and I could play immediately. So yeah, I, but just you, couple that, you couple that, right? Because it used to be, okay, I can get you prepared for the NFL. Yep. You're going to, because that was the pitch or is the pitch uh, at Alabama. I'm going to get you ready. You've seen what we do and how we prepare, right? But now with NIL, you can say, well, hey, the NFL is smart enough. That's what they have scouts for. They're going to find the best players. We're going to get you prepared too. But oh, by the way, we got a couple dollars from this place over here waiting on you. If you come here, you'll be a superstar here where you're just another number over there. So right. that's we're we're already starting starting to see that, and you know it, it's it's going to and, and has in many cases you know started to level the playing field, but those departments, those recruiting and football departments that were proactive to having a portal, having people devoted and, and assigned strictly to study the portal and who might be coming out of the portal. Those are the schools that are taking are being able to take advantage of it. If you've got a high, if you've got your running back coach who's looking at tent, is looking at tape, and he's trying to keep up with the portal too. Come on, man! I mean, it's, it's not realistic. It's, there's not enough time. Plus, coaches' own kids that, that are already in the room and look for the new ones that he's trying to bring to the room. And then, no, oh, by the way, you're not supposed to have contact with the people that are in the portal until you have that time. So, yeah, uh, a specific time. So now the seven on seven coaches become very important once again. The high school coaches become more uh, more important once again because now those two become uh, a conduit to that player and to some of the universities that are out there. Yeah, it is funny that, you know, you now have a new level of middlemen. And, yeah, I, I just – I don't know, man. It, it's just kind of funny that you're saying that because – and the other thing, too, is <clears throat> the expectation of the portal because – <laughs> the problem is once you – I mean, I saw this at MSU. You find Kenneth Walker, and now they expect every portal player to be Kenneth Walker. And it's like, it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes you just get really lucky. But, yeah, a lot of fans was like, well, well, how come this guy wasn't as good as Walker? Like, well, nobody was as good as Walker. Walker, he was a unicorn. Hey, that's up to – that's up to the – and here's the thing. It's not just the fans. The coaches in those buildings want the next Kenneth Walker, too. Yeah. And it, it takes that personnel person to go to him and say, hey, we ain't just going to find the Kenny Walker every year. That, right. That's not realistic. And that's a conversation some of these buildings inside these buildings, they're having because that's the reality of it. I mean, you're the coach. Oh, man, I need me another player. Go get him for me so I can coach him. Uh, yeah. He's not out there right now. No, I mean, it's just kind of funny. I, I, we've watched college football evolve from the arms race of facilities, and now it's the portal. I mean, we don't really even talk recruiting that much because, I mean, a lot of the top recruits are back in the portal the next season, and you've got to decide, okay, do you want to take another swing at them, or what did they really do that year? I don't know, man. I mean, I, college football, I, I explained to my radio partner, mm-hmm. College football, to me, is evolving the way 
the one and done and the straight from high school did for the NBA. You didn't stop watching it, but it did change the game a little bit where before when you think of some of the iconic people like the Michael Jordans and all that, they stayed three, four years. You yeah. knew what they were when they got to the league. And now it's guy comes in one year of college G league. And it takes like four or five years for him to do something. My thing is this. I think the, 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 the positive out of all of this is you're going to see new teams emerge, mm-hmm. but I think some of the old guard, may start to fall off. We look back to the early 2000s when USC and Texas and LSU, you know, Tennessee, those were the teams. And now, not so much. And I do think that you're going to see kind of the fall off Alabama, especially Nick Saban as he gets older. How long is he going to stay there? Clemson is kind of showing some chinks in the armor as well, where there's nothing. Like Lincoln Riley, to me, is the one. If I had to put a stock, and I guess it's good he's coming to the Big Ten. I had to put a stock in the coaches, Lincoln Riley, because not only is he using the portal, but somehow I'm not saying how he keeps getting top wide receivers. He did it with Jordan Addison. Now he just got the kid from Arizona. You know, he's bringing in quarterbacks and Caleb Williams it followed him. I think USC may be on that rise back up from where they were under the Reggie Bush, Matt Liner age to they're using the portal. They're using the recruiting, and they're using that California sun, and now they're going to have the Big Ten backing. Mm-hmm. Riley may be that coach and, and bringing up that team that could be that next new powerhouse. Oh, and then, oh, by the way, you know, he's coaching high school trophy-winning coach, uh, quarterbacks. That's true as well. Yes. So, you know, those receivers are, are, are going to be coming. They're going to keep coming to be able to play, you know, in that type of environment. And, um, you know, it, it's – it's changing, and really, the the programs that are going to be proactive are going to be the ones that are going to be able to really um, continue. They're all going to they're all going to take some hits in recruiting and lose kids to the portal, but but now you're talking about a situation now where you know you could go, you could be playing for a let's call it a it's not a championship caliber team, but they're right underneath it. And you're a wide receiver and you go out and you catch 75 passes. There is a great chance that, you know, there are going to be some other high power universities that are going to want you, your services for that next year. And then you're sitting there like, Oh, I got a chance to win a championship. I got a chance to do this. Oh, by the way, since I've got a, a big name now, I've got NIL money that's out there. Right. I mean, you've got some guys, you got people right now, I mean, that, that just have, that played this year who could be eligible for the draft just in, in this conference alone, who, who are going to be sitting there saying, or trying to weigh the NIL dollars versus a mid-tier or middle-round draft grade. And they're going to be in a situation where they're going to be like, eh, you know what, this college thing isn't that bad. Let me go ahead and take, let me go ahead and take this cash that I know is coming. Right. You know what? Yeah, I can hang around. I could I could be a kid for one more year before I had to be an adult and hit the NFL lifestyle. I already got a car. I got the cash. I got a nice crib to live in. Yeah, you're right. Life ain't that tough. I'm gonna <laughs> the food chain in this college city. So I saw I saw a tweet. Oh shoot, it must have been just three or four days ago. And I guess it was a former coach or a seven on seven guy. He was like you know, I, I just talked to a player last night. He's on full scholarship. 
gets all his Pell Grant money, getting like 75000 in NIL, and he's talking about he can't live on that. That's where, that's where we've gotten to. <laughs> that is where we have gotten to. Right. Okay. Imagine. I need to talk to that kid and tell him, son, when you have $20 to last you for one week, <laughs> you get creative. You find out how to pull things with your friends. Yeah, you learn what the pizza specials are when it's $5. And yeah, you lock the door and make sure nobody get in who didn't put in money on that slice. So yeah, you can't live off of that. Well, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> hey, listen, I had one. I got one now. Just uh, finished up in Notre Dame. And I'll call that dude on a random Friday or Thursday. He's talking about, we're getting ready to go to Ruth Chris. I, can I call you when we when we leave? I'm like, what? <laughs> but that's, right. that's the kind of money these young folks are making right now. Right, because if I was in school, I, I, my parents would be like, who is she? <laughs> that new girl you gonna bring home for the holiday? That's an expensive restaurant. Oh, okay. Did you rob a bank, son? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, it's 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 you know, we was bring it back around to these bowl games, right? I mean, this is one of the challenges, man. It's this is gonna be it's gonna continue to change, and, and I don't think I don't really see things slowing down. So I think you know, institutions are, are gonna have to get creative. Uh, to be able to get these bowl to get the best players to play. And then there's really no assurances because, you know, depending upon the player, depending upon their grade, depending upon their needs and wants at that particular time, you know, will determine whether or not a player is going to, you know, participate or not. Yeah, I mean, I think that the bowls could just come up with a pool where the winning team gets this money and they split it up amongst their team where maybe the star player gets a lot, but I mean, it's almost a winner take all. You 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 win, and there's two million dollars sitting there along with that trophy that you guys can divvy up however you want. I think you're gonna get a lot less kids opting out, saying, and a lot of people were actually caring about this Bahamas Bowl or whatever bowl because wait, it's it's a million and a half dollar to the winner. Oh yeah, we 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 got to win this thing. It's gonna be a little bit harder in that game. You know what? I got to tell you that. Where we are right now in college athletics, somebody's gonna try to figure that out, right? Here, here's the pot. Here's the winning pot for this game. <laughs> and I mean, on top of that, I mean, I would even show it off in the press release just to let the players know. Just get a stack of cash and just put it in a plexiglass box and be like, it's right here at yeah. the end of the game. The trophy is sitting on top of this plexiglass box. Yeah. We, Listen, I know people are going to say, oh, but amateur athletics, this, that, and the other, we're losing. Man. You, it's, yeah, it's, we, we lost. It's, it's, it's out. The train is left. Yeah, we lost cabin pressure many, many years ago. So. Things out the window. Hey, man, so you got the sign of day thing tomorrow. From, uh, what, what time does it start? Let the people Ooh, know. We get started at 1. I think we're going 1 to 4 tomorrow. Um, Eastern time, I think, Eastern time. So we'll we'll do that and then. Yeah, it's time to sit back and get ready for the holidays and hang out, eat too much, sip on too much, <laughs> and then get ready to. For me, I'm headed out to Arizona. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, see this Michigan Wolverine team. I'm expecting big things out of them, and you know, be one step closer to SoFi, and hopefully, we get Ohio State there too. And then, I mean, wow, <laughs> I, I can't wait for a matchup like that. 
I got you, man. I'm looking forward to the holiday and watching those games as well to see do we get a Michigan-Ohio State rematch out in SoFi. So you know what? How about this, Howard? You go enjoy your holiday. I'm going to enjoy mine. You guys watching and listening, we will be back a week from Thursday. So we're not coming on this Thursday because we're going to be relaxing. You're going to relax. Next Tuesday, keep relaxing. We'll be back next Thursday. We'll preview the uh, the big college football game, semifinals with Michigan and Ohio State in it. Talk about the recaps and what happened over you know the signing day and what big transfer portal things actually became official. We'll have a whole lot of stuff to do after this Christmas holiday, after the holidays coming up. But enjoy yourself, Howard. Hey, man, be safe. Don't eat too much. But again, All right, you do the same, my man. Happy holidays. You know You're Mr. Peloton because there's a photo of you up at MSU, and I'm just like, man, you're like half the man you were a few years ago. So even if you eat something, you just going to burn it off on your bicycle. So I ain't even caring about that. You're ready to go hop on that Peloton now, actually. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep subscribing. We will be back a week from Thursday. Howard, uh, happy holidays to you, my man. Happy holidays. Enjoy.